0: Each and every week, I talk to very interesting people. And the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoyed this newest weekly segment on Coach Lessons.
1: A question we often ask ourselves about money is, are we making the best financial decisions? And for most of us, that answer is, well, that depends. Today, author, speaker, and wealth advisor Al Zenick offers some advice and perhaps a different way to look at your money and how you can put yourself on a path to more security and less stress getting there. Al Zenick wrote the just published book, Master Your Cash Flow, The Key to Grow and Retain Your Wealth. So I've been looking at your book, um, Master Your Cash Flow, The Key to Grow and Retain Wealth. Pretty interesting stuff, and, and your approach is interesting as well. I think a lot of folks will be interested in really looking at cash flow as a different way of really financial planning.
0: Uh, probably true, yeah. Most people look at it from an investment kind of conversation rather than concentrating on, on uh, cash flow. So uh, I, I hope so.
1: So why should we look at cash flow? Why is that important?
0: Well, um again, most people look at, um, you know, the return on their investments, what I've got on, in the latest quarter in the stock market. But, on, in the, uh, but, you know, but if you have, if, even if the stock market got to a 25%, if you don't have money in the bank or cash flow, who cares? And, and if you don't look at your cash flow, some things can happen to you that really, you know, you want to avoid. Throw, and, and, and I'm the poster child for that. Two, 30 years ago, I had a successful uh, CPA firm, but I was on the, on the verge of a personal bankruptcy because I'd never watched my own personal cash Flow. And so uh, you could have very successful people in business, you know, making really poor financial choices that can lead them to uh, a place they don't want to go. So I always think cash flow is where really you look at first.
1: And one of the things that I found interesting is you you mentioned two types of personal financial planners. And one is, is kind of the world that I live in, where you've got financial planners who ask you all the questions, but then you are a cash flow planner. You ask the same questions, but look at the information a little differently.
0: Uh, yeah most of the world is basically their goals based planners, and there's nothing wrong with that uh, but and the goals might be I want to be by a certain age, I want a second home, I want to put my child through through uh, college and save for that and those goals are very important but if if you're only a goals based planner you're looking at that you, basically there's going to be an amount you have to save and then it becomes an investment conversation. A cash flow planner we think those goals are really great also, but if you don 't look at insurance at debt. Um, the way you're making decisions around your career, your cash flow, you, uh, as you, if you're a small business, how you're pricing, how you're doing things there, you can miss a lot of other things that can greatly increase your cash flow, uh, reduce the time you have to work, get you there faster, uh, have more wealth, and, uh, and be really positive influence in your life.
1: Not to mention a little less stress.
0: Uh, a lot less stress, anxiety, because what, what are, what's happening today? There's so many fears around finance. Fear: Am I going to be able to retire? Fear: Am I saving enough? Am I going to lose money in the market? But the the more that you concentrate on cash flow, and you can see that you're you're amassing the wealth or what you need to get to your goals, uh, we think like you just said that reduces anxiety and stress in your life.
1: And one of the things that that you you said that debt isn't always the enemy
0: uh that's true you know we we're in the united states especially because of the great depression other things in the past, feel debt is bad. we've been taught that by our parents and our grandparents, but very few people run the numbers, and when you get down to it, small businesses and larger businesses use debt to to basically leverage you know their businesses to to grow them. In fact, if you really get down to it, a person could never afford a house unless they took out debt instead of saving all the money to eventually buy one. but so the thing is is debt can be your friend. debt can be like with a small business, leverage your wealth and get you there faster. Uh, You want to avoid, of course, the consumer debt and being silly with it, but explore uh, the the benefits of using debt smarter.
1: I mean, one of the examples you used was somebody wanted to buy a million-dollar house, and one person puts the million dollars down and (laughs) buys the house. The other person takes out a $600,000 mortgage. They both lose their job. Who wins?
0: Uh, Right. This this is the one nuance that most people uh, miss, and I'm glad you're bringing this up. Not only his debt, can it help you gain wealth faster if you use it wisely, it's also safer. If you use all your debt to pay down all of your bills... And then all of a sudden you lose your job. Uh, you, may, you, know, you may have a debt-free house, but so what? You still have to pay the heat, uh, the, the taxes and whatever. And so by not planning and balancing what you have in assets, liquid assets, and, and, and debt and, and the house, you can get yourself into real trouble.
1: One of the things I liked about the book, too, is you, you really demonstrated the cash flow funnels and how that really makes sense. And, and just that simple line drawing, you kind of go, huh, well, that makes perfect
0: sense. Uh, I'm glad it did to you. I'm I'm pleased it did because most people don't realize that well-run businesses and people think differently. And by the way, the CEO of a well-run business thinks differently in his life, too. It's really kind of odd. But uh, a well-run business is always going to target its profit. It's always going to target the bottom line. Most people don't. Most people, it's like, well, I hope it's all there. I wonder what I made by the end of the year, and I hope it's going to be all there for me, rather than really focusing on and planning it.
1: Now, what made you decide that, one, you've had your very own, success, your successful, your own successful business on, on this cash flow advisory. Now, why the book?
0: Why now? Uh, well, it goes back to, again, about 30 years ago when I started getting into the financial planning and wealth advisory business, wealth management business. Uh, again, I told you at one time, uh, I had a CPA firm, and it was doing very well, but personally, I was just making the wrong choices and stretching myself too thin and not making the, the best financial choices, but I was lucky. I was lucky. Uh, and I, I would tell, employ anyone out there who's having this problem to do the same thing. is You reach out for help. Reach out for someone who can guide you. Reach out for someone who you think is making those better financial decisions. I did, and uh, someone stepped forward. He became a mentor to me, and he showed me the power of making the best financial choices. It, I, and I became such um, a zealot of it, I changed my whole firm. To a wealth management firm because that person helped me. And I wanted to go through my career helping people make the best financial choices they could to live the lifestyles they want now and in the future or have the highest probability of doing that. And after all these years, I decided to write the book because there's so much of me. And hopefully I can reach more people and help them that way, too. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, the book is super easy to read. It's not a complex financial, you know, book. It's it's very I mean, you speak to people on their level so that that really we understand what you're trying to say and it makes sense. It's an easy, it's an easy thing to understand. And, and I think a lot of folks are going to have that aha moment. You've got to love that when that happens.
0: Oh, that, that, that's very, very kind of to say. I went out of my way to make sure of that because, you know, you don't want to speak to people in terms of section codes and legalese. You want to make sure they understand because while finance can be overwhelming to some people, when you get into it and you show them how simple some decisions can can be, you know, um, uh, it, it's gratifying to know that they understand it.
1: So you're, the last chapter, I'm not going to spoil anything, but creating a championship team—pretty good.
0: Uh, I appreciate that. You know, I have often thought maybe that should be one of the first chapters, but I saved it for last. You know, uh, one of the ways to start, sometimes people say, where do you start out? Making sure you have the best advisors around you, the best attorney, the best accountant, the best insurance person, and make sure that you know, you have what I call a championship team. The ones that are being proactive, they answer your phone calls. They're, they're making sure they're making smart decisions for you. Many of us don't do that. We ignore that, and, we, and we, we try to do it ourselves or else have this team that's subgrade. And all that does, a bad team is going to cost you more years of working, or you're not going to be able to achieve what you want.
1: And you've got to be comfortable and trust the people you're with, too. And there is that, that's a, that face-to-face thing that happens.
0: Uh, trust is probably the most important thing, as well as being able to click with them. And as you said a few minutes ago, um, you know, making sure that you have someone that that they're good professional, but they're going to speak to you in language that you know and understand.
1: So, Al, we got to wrap it up. Anything else you want to toss in that we uh, we haven't talked about?
0: Well, the, the only thing I can say is that, you know, look, I know finance can be overwhelming. It's not like you get up in the morning and say, yeah, let me, catch, let me check that cash flow and see the first financial report. And it can, be see, it can seem overwhelming, but, you know, uh, take, some, take some first steps. You know, uh, reach out to people you think that are making better decisions than you are. Look at your team. Make sure they're, they're being proactive for you, because it's not as overwhelming as you think once you get into it.
1: Where do we get the book, Al?
0: Uh, best place is you can go to my personal website, uh, alzenek.com. That's alzenek, Z-D-E-N-E-K.com.
1: Terrific. Well, we'll encourage folks to do that. And uh, thanks much for your time today. I appreciate it. It was uh, I love the book, too, by the way.
0: Uh, uh, Steve, I really appreciate your your kind words, and it, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you.
1: Thanks again to Al Zenek, author of Master Your Cash Flow, The Key to Grow and Retain Wealth. For The Financial Safari, I'm Steve Siddall.